All right, so it started in another stream, I see. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Um, I was wondering why it wasn't going live, and then I saw it started a second stream. Let me make sure it has the right thumbnail. Shout out to everybody out there. Um, I just wanted to show you a quick demonstration of... Um, of the chess algorithms that they have today. And I want you to think about how these computers with these problem-solving optimization things, however, whatever they're optimizing for, whether they're trying to beat you at chess or conquer your mind. Um, and I'm not good at chess, by the way, you can probably tell. But um, computers, given enough computation power and the right, the right logic, can indeed uh, make smarter, better choices than we can. Um, which is which is sad because who controls the most computers? Uh, Google, Facebook, YouTube, um, so on and so forth. And they're using machine learning in uh, ways that are really hindering us. And they, they basically are, are rolling out new ways to control us algorithmically. See, I'm already checked there by the queen. I have a feeling I'm about to, about to lose. Yeah, game over in nine moves. Nine moves. Now, I'm, I'm not really that good at chess, and I wasn't really thinking through every move there. But um, I just wanted to show you guys, this is what we're up against. We're up against very, very capable computers, and lots of them. So um, let me quickly, since this is the backup channel, we've been banned um, at least for a week on the main channel. I need, I'm going to put out a notification on, on Twitter. All right, we are live. So uh, I just wanted to start with a quick little chess demonstration to show how computers can just come up with patterns that don't even make sense to us. But they're very effective patterns. So a uh, shout-out to everybody out there. Um, we have a lot to cover here in this episode. Uh, but first, I just want to remind you that, uh, like I just said, I received a content or a community guideline strike in addition to a warning they just gave me. So two strikes in just four days. So I, I took down all the content except for just a couple videos to direct people over to this channel off the other channel. And um, I'm going to hunker down until the, the strikes pass there. And the, the strikes don't get lifted for three months so I'm going to have to be walking on eggshells over there. So I like the idea if we can build up this channel over here to do a lot of stuff here on, as far as YouTube goes. We're always live streaming on DLive. Um, I got banned on Periscope the other day, um, but we're also on Twitch for now. And um, this is the backup channel right here. Um, I put out a couple full-length documentaries to, to help people find the channel over here. And uh, those are available as you can see on, on the channel. So uh, let me share this link out. If anybody is not on the backup yet, um, I would really appreciate if you could add me into your channels list. There is the uh, link. All right, let's dive into the news. So, you know, I really wanted to, to talk about this. So, oops, thumbnail. Okay, this one. Uh, so this is the name of the stream. I fought the mob and the algo won. And I'm not saying that I fought the mob. I I'm more talking about, like, the general <laughs> underlying story here. 
is people who go who go against the um the oligarchs what did um what did they call it in 1984 oligarchical collectivism people who go against holo- or people who go against oligarchical collectivism are going against the mob that's what i mean by this i fought the mob and the algo won and the algorithm's doing like tons of heavy lifting and it's actually a, a, a vicious cycle so that's what this graphic here talks about um, and it goes it's more complicated than just, just the, these two groups and the the lines between them but basically you have the tech companies who can influence millions of people billions of people's minds and what do they choose to do with that power do they choose to enlighten people and, and foster uh, an environment where people can speak their mind and the best stuff rises to the top no they use it to mind control people and to induce outrage on what people well, on what they want people to be outraged about and then the people predictively get outraged as they're conditioned to do and then the tech companies are, are pressured okay we'll change the algorithms we'll ban more people you know c- congress comes out and they say we're, we uh we condemn QAnon and all conspiracy theories and youtube's like all right we'll just delete everything facebook's like all right we'll just delete everything um and a lot of this stuff isn't overt it's not overt censorship. It's all but actually removing the video. It is, uh, what's it called? Um, it's shadow, shadow tactics, shadow banning, shadow promotion, making it very hard for people to even know something's happening to them. So that's how it, it, it differs from, you know, what I opened with here, um, this example of chess, whereby... The computer can exploit patterns that it finds. And before long, it'll beat you. <laughs> and uh, it, every single move it makes, and this is level tw- 25 on chess.com, um, every single move it makes is just so smart. And they can use this exact same technology maybe not the exact same technology, but the same principles and the same mathematics towards anything they want, solving any problem they want. The problem they set out to solve here is, regardless of what moves the human makes, how do we beat it? How do we beat them? And uh, they, they are pretty good at that. And uh, I don't want to wait too long between moves, so I'll just make some moves and I'll unvariably, undeniably lose. Everything's like a trap. <laughs> so that'll probably kick off the next eight moves that'll do me in. Ah, there we go. I lost my queen. <laughs> so um, just any second now, I'm going to lose. This is longer than I usually last at this this level. <laughs> I don't know why I'm just playing chess here. I, I'm trying to show you how good the computers can be at uh, pattern recognition, pattern exploitation, how ruthless an algorithm can be, how greedy an algorithm can be, and the computer here is choosing which pieces to move 
it has all these pieces and it's like, okay, what's the best strategy? And, uh, <laughs> this is actually one of the longest I've ever lasted. 21 moves on level 25. So I'll just, okay, I'm about to lose, aren't I? Checkmate. All right, I'm not going to keep playing this, but you see the idea. You see the idea. All right, so um, that's what the computer's doing to us, but instead of moving the, the pieces, it's doing things like demonetizing uh, videos and channels. It's doing things like suppressing the reach, expanding the reach. Um, it's doing things like ch choosing which comments show up first and it's not even like having to read the videos or read the comments it can do, well it does I guess it does use that right it probably uses that as so-called features in the machine learning algorithm but it also sees how people are responding to it and what it makes what changes it makes in somebody's mind and that's kind of what's I mean the whole thing is very creepy um, I saw a an ad on Twitter that I thought was pretty good. It's like uh, human curated content, not creepy algorithms. <laughs> and it was like some bookstore or something. I'm like, yeah, that's a um, that's an appealing uh, pitch to me. So um, what I'm talking about today is the mob and how it's it seeped its way in. Actually, the it was initiated, I think, by the big tech companies. Now it's it's or it's Maybe it was always there, but it's powered now by the big tech companies. And I'm not, I'm not talking about every mob, but there's a certain mob that I have in mind. And maybe you know the mob I'm talking about. Um, a certain cult, a certain uh, ruling faction who um, won't let us be. Won't let us be. So uh, here's Obama, who might be the king of that faction, uh, says it's our job to make sure Trump doesn't get a second term. Which is uh, oddly similar to what we heard the machine learning fairness woman at Google say. She said, oh, I love Elizabeth Warren, but if she breaks up our company, we won't have the capacity as individual smaller companies. We won't have the resources to prevent another Trump situation. So this is what the, uh, they're eyeing. Um, and I don't even care too much for Trump. I think so, this could even all be fake. I don't even know. Uh, maybe Trump's just the catalyst for them to roll out some of their plans, you know, with their WWE cage match going on and everyone jumping around and, and responding and, and, you know, real social engineering happening with this fake fight going on on the stage. You know what I mean? All right, let's listen to what Obama tells the people who listen to this guy. 20,000 Americans are dead. More than 100,000 small businesses have closed. Half a million jobs are gone right here in Florida. Half a million jobs. And I understand the president's coming to Florida today. You think he's hard at work coming up with a plan to get us out of this mess? Well, I don't know, because I know he's had a tough week. Everybody's been very unfair to Donald Trump this week. In his debate with Joe on Thursday night, and by the way, I thought Joe Biden was unbelievable this week. He was fantastic this week. Jeez, that's obnoxious. <laughs> it's a six-minute clip. I should have got it a timestamp. Here's what I want to 
did Trump say? So, I love the creative honking. It's fantastic. Yeah, he hates the honking. This is a guy who'll just lie through his teeth. Oh, I, I love the creative honking with a big smile. He's like, what? Uh, this is so ridiculous. I mean, the beep, 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 beep. It's like Obama up there on like four cars just beeping their horns like lunatics. Now listen, you, de- you delivered twice for me, Florida. And now I'm asking you to deliver for Joe and, and deliver for Kamala. 12 years ago, 12 years ago when I chose the vice president, I didn't know Joe that well. We, we served in the Senate together, but we come from different places. We're part of different generations. But I quickly came to admire and love Joe as a man who early on learned to treat everybody with dignity and respect. Somebody who lives by the words his parents taught him. Nobody's better than you, Joe, but you're better than nobody. And that sense of empathy, that sense of decency, the belief that every single person counts. I'm going to try to speed this up for us. That's who he'll be. And I can tell you, the presidency doesn't change who you are. It just reveals who you are. It amplifies who you are. And for eight years, I saw Joe up close. He was the last one in the room whenever I faced a big decision. He made me a better president. He's got the character and experience to make us a better country. And he and Kamala are going to be in the fight not for themselves, but for every single one of us. Just be careful you don't play this backwards. You know, I'm thinking now about... um. <laughs> It's like, oh, let's listen to it backwards. Let's go at negative one times speed. And that's what you need right now. Oh, it doesn't let me do reverse. Um, it'd be probably some ode to Satan or something. Who cares about you and is thinking about you? That, well, listen, I understand that the president, he wants full credit for the economy he inherited. And zero blame for the pandemic that he ignored. As a general rule, this is not a person who likes to take responsibility for anything. Get to the I line. Work that way. Just like George said, tweeting on television doesn't fix things. Inventing conspiracies don't make people's lives better. You've got to have a plan. You've got to do the work. And along with the experience of getting things done, Joe Biden has concrete plans and policies that are going to turn our vision of a better, fairer, stronger country into reality. We literally left this White House a pandemic playbook that showed them how to respond before a virus reached our shores. It must be lost along with the Republican health care plan. We can't find it. Eight months into this pandemic, eight months into this pandemic, new cases are breaking records. Donald Trump isn't going to suddenly protect all of us. I like how the the Hill put the clip at the very end, or I missed the line by now. It's like they just gave, they just spread this out to so many people. They probably even tweeted it out multiple times. The Hill on Twitter will just put out the same thing like every four hours. You're like, are you guys serious? Can't even take the basic steps to protect himself. There's no sense that he's coming up with a new approach, with a new plan. He doesn't even acknowledge that there's a problem. Just this week, he complained. The, the honking is awful. This is the mob I'm talking about. The ones honking right now. Okay, I missed the line, I guess. Shoot. Alright, well, I'm not going to go try to fish for it. Um, apparently, somewhere in there, he said, it's our job to make sure Trump doesn't get a second term. And I'm glad we listened to that clip, because you could hear the honking, right? That is the mob that I'm talking about in the title. Because the people who fight the mob are getting destroyed. And um, the algorithm's doing a lot of the heavy lifting for them. And we'll get into that in a second. But th- basically what I, my point here is 
Obama says, it's our job to make sure Trump doesn't get a second term. Who's he talking to? And, you know, I feel like people in Google feel like it's their job to do the same. It's like, why, why is it all these people's jobs? Are they change agents? Are they influence peddlers? I mean, I guess it is Obama's job as a Democrat Party agent, operative, or whatever you want to call him. All right, moving on. I just kind of wanted to say that. Speaking of the power of the artificial intelligence, please look into Sybil on um, it's a Google project. It's a system for large-scale supervised machine learning. This means that they can run uh, AI algorithms in parallel, and all these different computers can work together as one big team. And uh, they do. So I just think this is a very interesting document. Look, right off the bat, they kind of, I mean, you have to read between the lines here. Not really. Just listen to what they say here in their goal statement. Users respond differently to different information in different contexts. Learn model of what information gets the best user response in different contexts. Learn model. Learn model. Um, machine learning model, I think, is what they mean. But they're just talking, like, about crazy stuff, which is shorthand. It's, it's amazing. Gets the best user response. What does that mean? Now, this was back in 2014, and I think this is actually the one of the predecessors to this awful algorithm we have now. But back in 2014, the, the uh, recommendations were still pretty good. So uh, that's how they justified a lot of this. And uh, again, I, I've shared this before, but this is a very interesting document. Um, it's about... It's about... Um, or it's a keynote uh, speech, I should say, uh, from... 2014, I think at a Google event. Now, Sybil is uh, their recommendation engine. And I think I have some timestamps here. I just want to show this real quick. I've already, sh I know I've shown this a couple times, but I think this is very important. This is 2014. Imagine what they're running now. This was the kind of thing you would watch on YouTube. He's, he's talking about his five-year-old son. So right there, I think he's kind of breaking, he's admitting that he, uh, they break the terms of service. And he's an employee of the company, but I'll, I'll leave that aside. Now, he's just learning how to read and write. So um, when he would watch Thomas the Tank Engine, he couldn't use the search box to decide what to watch next. He's also admitting that they're spying on children because artificial intelligence requires that data to be captured. Um, it's pretty interesting. Instead, he would use these recommended videos on the right-hand side to help him decide what to do next. And it shouldn't be a surprise to you that a lot of our users actually use these recommendations to decide what to do next. So um, recommended videos is a very important part of, uh, of the YouTube product. And so we decided to use machine learning to try to improve the quality of these recommendations. And here's what we did. We um, looked at historical data of how users have interacted with our website. And we used that to build a model that predicts how users will react in the future. So uh, here's an example of the kind of thing that we did. Our model will now predict that, um, will predict the probability that the user will click on a particular video recommendation. In this example, the model is predicting that there's a 9% chance that the user will click on the first recommendation, there's an 8% chance that they click on the second recommendation, there's a 6% chance that they click on the third recommendation, and so on. And so, if you have an accurate model, you can use it to make recommendations. And here's what you do. You get a whole bunch of candidate videos. And you feed them into the model, and you ask the model to predict what's going to happen if I show these videos. So the model makes these predictions, and then you take the top-ranking videos, the videos with the highest click probabilities, and those are the ones that you show. And that's how we use machine learning to improve the quality of these uh, video recommendations. Now I'm going to use... All right, but what else have they said about improving their quality of recommendations? I feel like I've heard that before. Oh, didn't they put a blog post out in January 2019? Ah, yes, here it is. Continuing our work to improve recommendations on YouTube. Okay, YouTube team, what do you mean by that? Um... All right, uh, they, we'll continue this work this year, including taking a closer look at how we can reduce the spread of content that comes close to, but does not quite cross the lines of violating our community guidelines. 
To that end, we'll begin reducing recommendations of borderline content and content that could misinform users in harmful ways, such as videos promoting a phony miracle cure for a serious illness, claiming the Earth is flat, or making blatantly false claims about historic events like 9-11. So that's what they now mean. So back in 2014, it was about giving five-year-olds better Thomas the Tank Engine <laughs> recommendations, at least if you believe them on their face. And I kind of do because I remember what the algorithm was doing in 2014. I can reverse engineer it. I remember. I remember. And I know what it's doing now. And, and they're openly admitting to some of it, um, to shadow banning of topics and of people and of channels and so on. But there's a lot that they're not even talking about. Like, if you just if you hear what he just said about using machine learning for recommended videos, and you remember back in 2014 how good the recommendations were, all right. So that's how, that's the power of their computers six years ago. Why are the algorithm? Why are the videos so bad? What are they using all that computer power for now? Well, they're not bad. They're not bad recommendations. I mean, they suck for us because. They're the recommendations that are supposed to brainwash us the most. But for Google, that's the perfect video that they, they thought to, cho to, to uh, recommend to you for whatever they're trying to optimize for. And that's why I showed this at the beginning, um, how, how it's so easy for the computer uh, to, to beat us in chess at this point. I mean, it's not even... It's not even uh, close. So um, why chess, though? Because it, it's a one versus one game. And I feel like the AI is kind of, you know that picture or those, those times like Bobby Fischer or some expert chess player would play against multiple people? That's what I see the AI doing. <laughs> um. Let me find a picture here. Here we go. This is what the AI is doing. It's got all these different games going with every single person out there trying to conquer their minds. And um, most people don't even know that they're being, that they're in a game. So they've already long been conquered. And uh, now they're just at the disposal of whatever Google wants to do with them, unfortunately. Um. But but unlike chess, where each move is moving a piece around, they, they have different types of moves that the computer can make. But uh, recommendations are, are one of them. All right, so that's, that's what I wanted to show there. Um, they also put out this document recently. This was the new purge they did. Ma uh, managing harmful conspiracy theories on YouTube. Today we are taking another step in our efforts to curb hate and harassment by removing more conspiracy theory content using or used to justify real-world violence. So they're also playing up with the establishment the idea of demonizing groups they don't like. And uh, that gets back to this graphic I made, a very simple diagram, right? You have the tech companies and the mob fueling one another. So the tech companies outrage the mob using their machine learning, and they indoctrinate the mob and, and propagandize the mob. And then the mob gets outraged at various people out there, any ideas that they've been taught to be outraged about. And then they go crying to the tech companies, flagging the videos, flagging the tweets, uh, sending emails to GoDaddy or whatever, sending emails to anyone who is servicing these creators. And uh, that gets these people uh, in further trouble. And it's just like not only is the tech are the tech companies censoring people, but the mob is like an army of 
trying to get people deplatformed and fired and, and worse sometimes. So um, that's kind of the idea behind this episode. And we're gonna, we have more to cover. But the, the thumbnail here, I fought the mob and the algo won. So the mob, the, the, uh, the algorithm, these major tech companies with millions and millions of servers out there running state-of-the-art machine learning mathematics, um, these algorithms are going to conquer everything. I feel kind of safe in saying that, although it's depressing and a wishful thinking part of me wants to say it's not going to happen, but I think it's going to happen. I think that's why the internet was created, and uh, now I see how ruthless YouTube is. I see that they'll delete people for no reason um, to keep their, their narrative alive. They will shadow ban entire ideas and research communities and uh, promote BS authoritative content. They'll take uh, blatantly incorrect stances about history like they, did, like they have on 9-11 and prevent anybody from talking about the alternatives to this, such as Building 7, which, by the way, uh, YouTube-verified authoritative sources, CNN and BBC, pre-reported Building 7. So that must be why YouTube really likes them, because they know what's going to happen even before it happens, almost as if they're in on it. So um, let's see if anyone's in the in the house right now. Where's my chat? How's everybody doing out there? Twenty-two people watching. I don't see the chat though. I only see new messages. Um, let me let me go to D Live and see what people are saying. And oh, here's the YouTube chat too. So shout out to everybody out there. Thanks for uh, joining me over here. Uh, Valentine says, doing great. How are you, Tim? I'm doing awesome. Thank you. Uh, Dupsy on DLive says, doing awesome. Glad to hear it. Uh, yeah, Nitrum, I totally agree. All right, so let's keep, let's keep going here. Let's share my screen. All right, what's next? This is uh, Derek on uh, Twitter talking about what happened to him on YouTube. He got totally expunged totally deleted banned off of youtube um they say for selling illegal or regulated goods such as drugs or pharmaceuticals without a prescription and uh youtube replies since he, he added them says thank you for tagging us if you think this was a mistake you can appeal this decision here's how and they link it up but it says here Channel suspensions and appeals are carefully reviewed. If yours was rejected, and they spelled yours wrong, not that I'm a, a liberal grammar Nazi or anything, but um, there's nothing more we can do. Tweet back at us if needed. Erie gets it spot on. You are a liar and a thief. <laughs> I covered that this morning. Um, keep in mind, these companies oftentimes cozy up with authoritarian regimes like China and actually, at this point, and uh, I heard this argument made the other day, and I, th I think it's true at this point, these major tech companies are quasi-states, whereby they, they have the power of an entire government, really, larger than most countries. And they can kind of bully people around and basically uh, enact what they want people to think on the entire world, or a large percentage of it. Then you have uh, this vicious cycle here. When you have enough people that the tech companies are mind-controlling, they win every election. They win every cultural issue. 
and they win the cultural war. That's what's going to happen. So um, here's an article, a really good article, came out, came out of New York Post. WND made a, an, another article about it. Um, they mentioned that China is one of the most censorous societies on earth, and that's where Facebook's recruiting from. And they have a number of uh, Chinese nationals, very advanced, complex machine learning they're using to censor people and promote the right stuff and make sure that the right stuff ter- uh, pops up at the top of the feed and the wrong stuff gets buried at the bottom, dead last. Um, quote, it makes for perhaps the most chilling, let me say that again, it all makes for perhaps the most chillingly sophisticated censorship me- uh, mechanism in human history. Content that is a little too conservative, they will downrank. You can't tell it's censored. And what does conservative mean? What does right-wing mean? It's everything that goes against this cult, everything that goes against this mob that they've built up and taught exactly what to dream, taught exactly what to think, what to care about, what issues to champion, what issues to poo-poo. It's ridiculous. But it goes on. It says, um, actually, no, that's the end of it. But yeah, they're using uh, advanced machine learning to decide what to show and what to hide and what to ban and what to pay. And banning and paying, you know, negative stimuli or I should say negative reinforcement, positive reinforcement, those are very powerful forces. And uh, if they use those systematically as chess moves, like I was saying earlier in that analogy, they are going to conquer the board, conquer the world, conquer the minds of the masses. And that's a very dangerous thing. That's a very dangerous thing. I mean, people use this quote a lot, and a lot of times I disagree with the people using the quote, but it's a great quote. Voltaire says, somebody who can, con- who, somebody who can convince people to believe, um, what's the term? Absurdities. Somebody who can get others to believe absurdities can get them to commit atrocities. So what, what does that say about YouTube and Google? and their, their desire to get into politics. What if they just create a candidate? Maybe one of these candidates is already that person. Maybe Joe's this person. I don't know. I don't know every deal he's made. What if they uh, get a candidate who's compromised or something, and they know that they're going to be able to get them to do whatever they want, and uh, then they just push them so hard through the press and with the social media sites? I mean, isn't that going to happen? If it hasn't that, I mean, maybe it's already happened, but I feel like, and uh, I guess the other argument to that is that the tech companies are downriver from the massive um, apparatus by which the few control the many. And I call this apparatus Mr. Cage, media, religion, corporations, academia, government, and entertainment. So I just wonder, like, are the, are the tech companies calling the shot? Is it the CIA? Are they one and the same? Um, is it the government? Is it the media? Are they all in it together? I kind of think they're all in on it together. I mean, just look at what, look at who covered up 9-11. Look at who doesn't want people talking about 9-11, asking questions about it. So uh, these are the biggest sites on the internet. YouTube, Wikipedia, Twitter, and Facebook, in that order. YouTube has as many as Wikipedia and Twitter combined. Wikipedia has as much as Twitter and Facebook combined in terms of traffic. And um, these are all rigged. Wikipedia is extremely biased in its moderation and editors. Uh, YouTube has purged some of my favorite content off there. I mean, have you gone to YouTube playlists? 
and just seeing like every single video be deleted. It's absurd. Um, Twitter and Facebook also have dystopian algorithms, as does YouTube. So I showed you my strikes. Um, I thought this was a pretty funny treat, tweet that I put out. YouTube, or Team YouTube, actually telling the truth for once in the YouTube studio. Quote, your new creator roundup is here. It sure is. YouTube is a fascist quasi-state. And then I added uh, Derek Bros, World Alternative Media, Last American Vagabond, SGT Report, X22 Report. They actually showed me this in my creator studio. They're like, news has like an air, like a recycling logo. And it says, your new creator roundup is here. Creator roundup is capitalized. It's like, wow, that sounds terrifying. And I put this terrifying picture of people getting round up into boxcars. Authority. Doing what you're told to do may not be the best idea. And uh, I also saw uh, this when I was going into my band account right now. It's, it says, ideas for you. Keep them watching. Want to know how to keep your viewers engaged? Learn the power of scheduling playlists and more. It's like, yeah, I'd love to show, put videos out that people could watch, but you, you effing banned me. You banned me. Don't, don't tease me with this. Oh, yeah, wouldn't it be great to have people watching your content? Yeah, that would be great, but you banned me for a week. Now, this is um, proof from Google's own documents. Look at this. Training data are, collect are collected and classified. Training data. That means all the data about how you use their, their websites, what videos you watch, what comments you leave, what you upvote, what you, how long you watch videos, you know, when you click the up or down vote based on like where it is in the transcript. All sorts of information is stored on us. Algorithms are programmed, which ranks the media and filters the media. Look at this. Filters, ranks, those are the main ones. Look, at, that's why they ordered it like this. It's not alphabetical. Filtered means we don't show people what we don't want them to see. Ranked means we show people first what we want them to see first. And we know the search engine manipulation effect uh, tells us that the first, the first return search results are the ones most likely to be clicked. And we also know that the first recommendations are tend, tend to be clicked the most. Remember this guy? Click probability, 9, 8, 6, 4, 3, 2, 1. That's what he says right here on his uh, slide. I'm not sure if this is real data, but... That's about right, right? And um, they train people, too, like to, to look at this second slot or the, the second, third, and fourth. Like, people know where the value is. They get trained. And uh, I'm also learning all their terminology, also like sci psychological operation terminology, but um, YouTube and, and the tech companies talk about things called signals. So, like, even them putting a little video blurb on the side about Thomas the Tank Engine, they call that sending a signal to your child. And the signal is the thumbnail image and the text. And then um, they, they think about all the signals that people receive as they use the software and the impact that has on people. Kind of creepy. All right, next up we have, oh, I got kind of behind. Let's see. Oh, I, I didn't get to the best part. So they filter and rank media, user-uploaded content in these environments that they control. They, they filter and rank content. And then they say people like us are programmed. So the idea is that based on their data and their algorithms, 
They can make choices that program people. Those choices being filtering, ranking, aggregating, or generating content. And uh, that's why I'm showing you, I keep pulling it up here, let's do a rematch. I keep showing you this game of chess against uh, the computer. Because this is an, an example of a computing AI. There's no chess master they have on, on salary at chess.com. This is a computer kicking my butt at chess. Look, I'm going to last like three moves here. Um, so I just think it's, uh, it's important for us to remember all the different moves that their AI can make. And if it's learning as it goes, if it's collecting all this data as people use their software because they get some value out of it, so they trade over all of their, you know, their, they give Google a blueprint of their map. I do too. I, I'm probably the worst at it because I, I'm always like starting up live streams and just speaking whatever I feel like. Oh, see, he got me. <laughs> or the computer got me. Huh. But I'm, I'm just showing you this because um, I think people should go over and play a game of chess against this level 25 computer, chess.com. And uh, just try to see, try to see how, uh, how long you can last. <laughs> and it'll tell you how many moves you made before you died. But um, I just think it's interesting to consider this in, in terms of the social companies and all of the, the data they have at, at their disposal. Um, I guess there's some move I could make, but I, I can't think of it at the moment. So I'm going to call that a checkmate. They won. So that is super interesting, I think, given this graphic right here. People like us are programmed by which media they filter, rank, aggregate. So in a game of chess, like I just played, every, every player might be able to make 100 moves every turn, right? And they, they choose the best one they can think of. The computer, every time somebody loads up YouTube, can make 15 moves, which each could be like a recommended video from any of their trillions of videos. So the number of moves available to a AI computer, uh, the, the I, let me say that again, the YouTube brainwashing AI um, are much, much more than the number of moves available to a chess playing computer. But then again, I think it's harder to completely brainwash someone than it is to win a game of chess. So um, that should be mentioned as well. But that's like how many moves I can I, I lose in. I just lost in 14 moves to a computer in chess. <laughs> and every time I use, every time I have a session where I'm doing YouTube research, they probably make 250 moves on me throughout all the videos I watch and all the different recommended stuff. All these signals, to use their term, the signals that they're putting in my brain just by recommending the video with the thumbnail and the text. And it's not like they, they have algorithms that say, oh, this is QAnon or this is not QAnon. We can't show QAnon stuff. They have algorithms which just think about un unobservable qualities and features of the content unobservable means that like it doesn't even really make sense to humans it's like baked in there deep in the in the data and this is real data this isn't like a vaccine trial where it's all bs and um just 
you know, to, to sell pharma drugs. This is real data, which there's nothing more valuable than real data. I mean, there, there are valuable things out there, but real data is, I mean, in this much of it, the amount that Google and Facebook have of real data, that's terrifying to me. So uh, this is interesting. Sarah Westall, who's one of the people who was attacked by YouTube, are raising, uh, she's raising awareness to a lawsuit that she's a plaintiff on. And uh, that's this lawsuit here. We talked about it a little bit. Looks like they've raised about 70K, 80K. I have an interview scheduled tomorrow with Zach Voorhees, the organizer of this fundraiser. I'm not sure, though, if he's going to want to reschedule due to um, me being struck on Twitter or on uh, YouTube. I hope not. I hope to do it, and then I can always put it out um, on my main YouTube channel when I get un unbanned. But um, I wanted to show you guys something from this, and it looks like they keep getting donations coming in. This is awesome. So maybe they can actually reverse course here. It'd be interesting to see. Here's their, uh, their strategy at the bottom, though. Legal strategy. Uh, case to be filed by the top conservative accounts that were purged on October 15th, 2020. Google YouTube violated its own terms of service by shutting down the accounts because they, only, because they can only do so when three conditions existed by their own terms of service. They claimed that they were shut down for repeated violation and harassment, but the channels were not repeaters, nor did they harass. And the new harassment policy was enacted in a way to create, to completely decimate these channels specifically. And that's what it was. They didn't want to give people any, like think about if, if you were a landlord or something and you have a problem with the tenant, you're going to give them some time to move. You're not just going to come in and kill them. Uh, and that, that's a bad example. But YouTube could give people a way for them to tell their audience, hey, I'm getting kicked off YouTube. Can you please um, check out my work on this site? But YouTube obviously just wants to decimate ideas. They want to burn trees off of the uh, the branch. You know, they want to they want ideological genocide. So it goes into a lot of this. I don't know if they have a viable case. I think this might be enough to get these big conservative channels back on YouTube, which I guess is part, mainly part of the goal. I mean, they're not going to be able to fix YouTube forever, although maybe. I mean, they're kind of eyeing Section 230 and maybe um, getting that amended. I don't, I don't know uh, how that would affect things. But, yeah, so I think that's really interesting. There's also a video on this. Uh, it, it, you can find this on punchgoogle.com. If you go to the very bottom, there's an interview with him and this lawyer. She, sa she seems really sharp and uh, knowledgeable. So that's an interesting interview if you're interested in the topic. Um, oh, this is another blog post that I want to mention. The four R's of responsibility. They're calling it responsible, to be responsible. And it also reminds me of the um, the duty of care, right? The legal responsibility to do something to somebody because the state says you have a duty to care. It's been used historically by dystopian empires like the Soviet Union to lock up dissenters because the psychiatrist had a duty of care oh, you're sluggish schizophrenia, you may be uh, smarter and more eloquent than me, but when your favorite topic is discussed, your pathological obsessions flare up. So they say, you must be schizophrenic. Here, take these drugs, and you, you must go to the, the asylum camp or get this orbital lobotomy or whatever. It's, it's terrifying stuff. All right.
Oh, yeah, let me show you what the four R's of responsibility are. Remove content that breaks their rules. Raise up authoritative voices. Reward their trusted people. So pay out the reward of the trusted people. Reduce the spread of content that they don't, they don't like. So they have policy lines and they have um, ban lines. Or excuse me, they have, um, they have shadow, a shadow ban line, policy line, and they have a hard ban policy line. And you can picture those lines both moving quickly, just decimating uh, forests of knowledge. Libraries of knowledge just getting burned in the path of these policy lines. Um, Veritas has done a great job exposing this. You can find it, their work on an unset, uncensored platform, bitshoot.com slash Veritas Visuals. And uh, I want to show you uh, a video if I can find it real quick. It's, a, it's an old one, so I'll have to scroll down. But this is the one with... Um, their executive who does machine learning fairness. And she basically is saying, we can't have another Trump situation. And uh, this is also a video that uh, features, I believe, uh, Zach Voorhees. Now, he's the, uh, the shaded uh, voice modification insider because he was still in Google at the time. Um, and that's the one I have an interview scheduled with. I'm really excited to bring you guys that story if he's still wanting to talk to me. And you can check out his campaign on uh, punchgoogle.com. Um, all right, here's, here's the video. Um, the reason why I decided to come to Project Veritas is because um, people need to know what's actually going on with Google. There's this facade about what they're doing, but what they're actually doing, what the employees are actually seeing inside the company is different. The reason Beyonce acted was because people were not putting a line in the side, but they were not saying it's fair they're not objective piece they're not an objective source of information but then there are teams uh, it's about ml fairness ml fairness the teams fairness like, yeah. you know you need to be fair we're also training our algorithms like if 2016 happened again would we have they are a highly biased political machine um, that is bent on never letting somebody like Donald Trump come to power again. 2020 is certainly This is a Goliath I'm but of David trying to say that the emperor has no clothes. He got called in front of Congress. Now, I really want to find the clip where she says, uh, we're training our algorithms so that if 2016 happens again, would there be a different outcome? <laughs> I like how she thinks she's, like, hiding what she's saying, and it's so obvious. All right, let's watch. players, and what they're looking to do is they're looking to boost authoritative content. Does Google have an editorial agenda? Uh, does the company make news decisions? Is that what I'm seeing in this document? Yes. Um, this is describing what's happening with, the, with, the, with Google News. Would Google have a problem if people saw this document? Yeah, I think so. Why wouldn't Google want people to see this document? Uh, the reason why is because um, right here um, in uh, some of these boxes, they're applying um, editorial, uh, their, their editorial agenda onto uh, the news sources. And if you were to expand that, you would see that there's a uh, machine learning uh, fairness within these uh, algorithmic checks. and. They state right here that it's for probability and extractability, but in reality, it's 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 does it fall in line with their um, with their agenda? And if it does, it it pops to the top, and if it doesn't, then it gets buried. Other internal documents. They play. Did they play that clip from 
Um, I'm trying to find that. Okay, here it is. We're good. It's unclear what gen is. If we trained our our algorithms, would our outcome be different? We are also training our algorithms. If 2016 happened again, would we have? Would the outcome be different? And uh, keep in mind this other leak that came out right at the same time as that Project Veritas video. Uh, training data are collected, algorithms are programmed, media is filtered and ranked, people are programmed, right? So I just wanted to show that clip there. That's bitshoot.com slash Veritas Visuals. And I'm glad that uh, channels are starting to blow up on Bitshoot. Um, I'd love to see, you know, million-person channels on, on Bitshoot eventually. Um, Veritas Visuals has 30,400 at this point in time. Uh, let's see what World Alternative Media is at. His channel's blowing up, which is great to see. Uh, he crossed the 7,000 threshold. And um, let's see Press for Truth. Can't type. Uh, 22,000. So people are on BitChute, but it has some issues. And um, But, hey, it's one of the best options we have. I'm over there, bitshoot.com slash timtruth if you want to connect with me over there, add me. And, um, oh, I want to uh, give another shout-out. Float.app, F-L-O-T-E dot A-P-P, is a great resource, a great website. It's a, a social platform like Twitter and Patreon combined with cryptocurrency, so it's really cool. And um, this is one of their co-founders, and uh, she and Kingsley Edwards uh, are are the people behind this. And uh, I just wanted to kind of show how <laughs> how they treat me over there compared to how uh, Twitter and YouTube and, and everyone's treating people on these controlled platforms. So she she uh, retweeted my post, which I appreciate. And I just want to remind people that uh, I do post my videos on float.app. And uh, here's a late night video I did. I'm going to put that in the chat. Um, you might not have seen that video yet, so maybe go watch it over on Float to support them, make an account, connect with me over there. Um, Zuckerberg has come out and said, this was just a few days ago, he said, oh, don't worry, Facebook will restrict less content after the elections. So basically just admitting that they're deleting content for the election. Now they say that they're, they're fighting election meddling, so, oh, yeah, we have to delete the election meddlers, we have to delete the election meddlers, but they are the supreme election Meddlers. Uh, here's another story that ties in with the mob mentality. Remember, that's what this story is about. I fought the mob in the, in the Algo one, whereby we have the tech companies brainwashing people into problem-reaction-solution situations where they do the reaction, and then the tech company gives the solution. Remember, the tech companies at this point have become quasi-states. So it's the same Hegelian dialectic that we see with countries that we're now seeing with uh, tech companies, and they're able to programmatically in, induce things and then capitalize off how people jump. Uh, Jan Marr says, odyssey.com is great and decentralized. Yeah, that's also uh, lbry.tv. And I, I like to go to lbry.tv better than odyssey.com, but 
Uh, I do like them both, although sometimes they can take a while to load the videos and they buffer a lot. So I'm worried about that going forward for a long, long term. But all solutions have their problems. All could go down at any point. And um, it's kind of up to the, to the person making the videos to back up everything and then publish it wherever they can. And there's also a huge possibility for people to have their own websites and host their own content there or some combination of the above. So uh, Wikipedia partners with the World Health Organization to tackle misinformation. Uh, that's the story here. More, more collusion between big tech and the authoritarian cult. And um, I covered this already. This is uh, punchgoogle.com. Stop big tech election interference. Already raised, even from the time I loaded this page, it's lo raised another 4,000. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping to talk to Zach Voorhees tomorrow about this. And uh, I think that's an interesting, very interesting um, ambitious initiative. And then, uh, yeah, we already talked about this on the late night show, Walmart to use their new app to tra track people around. But I just wanted to do this one part, this, uh, video here just to kind of talk about this analogy that I can't really shake, uh, whereby we have machine learning algorithms that can just wipe the floor with, with our feeble human minds. And they're being wielded by companies with a tremendous amount of data. And that's if they can wield the data, which is a big if because they have a lot of it, and if they can uh, find a an effective and fast enough algorithm, we we are screwed. And I think that they can do that already, and they'll be able to do it soon enough if they can't. So, and then the uh, the overt censorship is interesting though. The overt censorship makes me wonder if they're going to overdo it, and if people are going to see what's happening and actually go to fair platforms. But then, of course, we see the regulators on the horizon, storm cloud regulator, the, you know, the storm of regulation on the horizon. And we have um, people talking about things like um, online harms need to be stopped. We need to stop bullying, according to people. That was my first strike was for harassment and bullying. Look at this. Harassment and cyberbullying. Does that sound like something I've ever done? It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's it's this mob of people who've been brainwashed, running around, doing the bidding of these tech companies, flagging stuff. We have a bunch of East Germans, and I'm not nothing against East Germany, but I'm talking about, um, well, I, you know, some things against East Germany. Not like the geographical region, but the communist country from back in the day, totalitarian, authoritarian police state. Um we have people like that, snitches running around, who will call the cops on you if they see your face. And it's it's very sad. Very sad. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to have a new show later. So I'm going to try to to beat these. Um, I'm not going to curse. I'm going to try to beat these fascists. There, There's a better word. I'm going to try to beat these fascists with putting out better and better content and just keep forging ahead. If you appreciate the work, consider... Uh, Throwing a couple bucks my way, that would really mean a lot. And the best way to do that is on Patreon or groupdiscover.com. And um, otherwise, just uh, like the video. And I really appreciate you all, and we'll talk again soon. Shout out to the chat. You all rock. Take care.